Welcome to your Drive Time News Blast, 30 minutes jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice every weekday. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Today's top story, Super Tuesday, as they say, has been super for Joe Biden. Joe Biden swept the southern states. I actually speculated, and I was not alone, in thinking that maybe Trumpocrats voted for Biden in those very Trump-strong states so that he would be the contender, knowing there is no chance in hell he's ever going to win. That's definitely a possibility. Biden was the candidate all along, I guess. Well, I it seemed like that, but then he just kind of turfed it there in the beginning, and it looked like he meant to. It didn't look like he was really trying. And so, I mean, but I'm telling you, this always happens this way. I understand the premise of the whole show, but I am not always one step ahead of the writers. I have to agree. It's hard to determine who they actually want. I'm not sure Biden is a candidate. It seems like he has been the candidate altogether because of the way this has gone down. He hasn't improved his performance, in my opinion. He was stumbling, bumbling, and just as bad as he was the whole time. Well, a couple of things that are so obvious to me that he's doing it on purpose, besides the fact that every media outlet is identifying it as like his signature style now is Alzheimer's, which to (laughs) me is always a tell. It's just too low-hanging fruit there. But two things he did that are ridiculous, in my opinion. First of all, he was the youngest member of Congress ever, at least up until when he took office in in his 20s. There is no way, it's actually like brainily impossible for him to think it's Super Thursday. To him, Super Tuesday, he said Super Thursday. Super Tuesday is like one word. You can't just, whatever you call it, like even aphasia won't do that to you. And then the other thing is that he confused his wife and sister last night. But why was his sister on the stage with him? Not his kids, nothing. Why the hell would his sister... Why would it be his wife and his sister? I mean, it just, it seemed contrived to me. It was just a weird thing when I saw the three of them walking up the stage. I'm like, why is his sister with him? I can see that. I can see I, Yeah, you can see it. Way. I'm sure, obviously, I didn't think you were going to agree with me, but I'm just saying, looks completely contrived to me. It might have so, been contrived. They might be putting people around him and dressing them similar so that he makes those mistakes. I think he genuinely has some sort of cognitive, cognitive I problems. I, I don't think he's I faking do at all. He's, I, I do. don't think he's that good of an actor to, to be doing that. He's an old guy, and the way that he tries to process information is the exact look I see on the face of people who I know who are stroke victims. I, mean, I know somebody who fakes it. It's possible. You can get used to it. If you hang around with that person long enough, you end up stuttering. Look, it's definitely possible to fake it. There's people that have Munchausen syndrome where they fake that stuff. He seems like he genuinely, people who are around his age have those issues. Now, that might be the thing to put him in there knowing that he's going to lose like that and just get destroyed. He doesn't have a chance. Him or Bernie, it's kind of boring if that's how it rolls out. You know, I'm hoping there's going to be some dramatic curveball thrown in at the end, and maybe we'll get something a little bit more exciting. But Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, Sanders has 321 pledged delegates to Biden's 382. I mean, I don't think this is a done deal by a long shot. But the way it looks like it's going to shake out to me. So Bloomberg put his support behind Biden. Everybody's kind of getting behind Biden. And when you just see these guys up there, like the three white guys and then the, you know, anti May, whatever, it's... It's obviously 
what you would call anachronistic. It's out of time. It doesn't make sense for the current right. Democrat Party. So looks to me like this is a, a visual demonstration of the need to put away the pallid, sick, old Democrat Party and have a vibrant woman of color like Stacey Abrams who will get in there, identify the problems, identify the specific problems of hashtag election crisis 2020 and just be the leader of the future. In contrast, she's hope and change. So I think that's what all of this is. And I think at a certain point, like fixing every election doesn't matter. If you have Sanders and Biden, they don't even have to decide which one. I mean, I, I tweeted, I just have this vision of the last Bilderberg meeting where Bernie's going, make Joe run. Don't make me run. And Joe's like, oh, I've done my time. Make Sanders run. You know, like they both, uh, why would either of them want this aggravation? I mean, it's it's harder to get rich this way in the limelight. And Satan is like, you're both running. Exactly. <laughs> and they know they have to because they have all those skeletons in their closets. But I'm saying, I don't even think you have to fix the vote one by one. I mean, you can just kind of let it unfold because you, you own both candidates. Also, talk about forced and not seeming authentic is... The reporting on Joe Biden has come storming back. All of the news today is about how he's just a powerful comeback behind Joe's two weeks where he stormed back into the race. Joe's not storming anywhere. He looks exactly the same. Just the way that they talk about him is different. And that's it. There's nothing different about the way he's presented himself. He hasn't suddenly been charismatic, suddenly been more influential. He's been the exact same. It's just the way the media is responding to the same thing. Yeah, I mean, there could really could not, you could not actually have a a less inspiring candidate. <laughs> right. He could he himself could be more inspiring. He has been, as much as he's always been a boob, he has been better than he is. He has been more confident and interesting. So it just seems to me I, it doesn't I even think matter. He has. Right. Here's a headline about Joe Biden being more confident and interesting. Hustlin' Biden runs hard to battle the idea that he's all sizzle and no steak. <laughs> That's from no 1987. Sizzle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Because he's no sizzle. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's he's just a mistake. Yeah. That's from when he ran back in '87, and he <laughs> definitely does not represent that right now. There's some pretty hilarious memes of hashtag Joe Mentum. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. I have to make a point about something else that happened yesterday. Jeff Sessions who won his last Senate race in Alabama by like 95% of the vote. Now that could be like the way, I don't know, if you know that nobody nobody even goes out to vote who isn't just a hardcore supporter, perhaps. That's how come that was like that. But in any case, he's in a runoff now with another Republican. And one of the headlines, this was like in the Daily Mail, which is British. They have like five little bullet headlines under the big headline. And one of them was... That Sessions, uh, that the guy who lost Sessions' seat for the Republicans was Roy Moore, who fell under the weight of accusations of having a penchant for underage girls, without ever saying that it was Democrat operatives who did that, that they also posed as Russian bots, and that they got away with election interference. And it was absolutely criminal in my mind because they said it didn't matter. 
and that that group wrote the report, the Senate Intelligence Report yes. on Russian interference. Yes. Mind-boggling. Yes, we but it is still being used. Yeah. yeah, it is still being, we have, we can just refer to it. We did it. It's still being used as the reason that Roy Moore lost. Yeah. And I'm saying that they should be prosecuted. Right. Because it is the reason cheated. he lost. Yeah, he was <laughs> It cheated. is the reason he lost. Right. You just mentioned that Bloomberg just dropped out. Tulsi Gabbard's still in. Tulsi Gabbard won one delegate last night. And she qualified for the Democrat debate by winning one delegate. However, the communications person for the DNC tweeted late last night that they will be raising the bar for what qualifies for the next debate. So she qualifies, and they're like, you're probably going to need some more delegates. I This is what I think about Tulsi Gabbard. I never, I never trust anybody who... I, first of all, I never usually start out trusting. I try to just like have an open mind. She was in the Council of Foreign Relations. She's a Democrat. She's in the service. She's she. Her father was a politician. I mean, she's not the kind of person I would think rises up from the grassroots to save the world from the military industrial complex. But I don't care. I am a fan of the limited hangout. So people are like, oh, I, I mean, people make the argument Ron Paul was a limited hangout. Okay. I don't care at all. He's actually, I don't think, ever said anything that I disagreed with. He doesn't influence me against what I know to be true. And he opens up a lot of people's eyes to some really basic true things. It's Alex Jones, who's clearly, I mean, like limited hangout isn't even the word. He opens people's eyes all the time. And my opinion is if they have to do that, if they feel they have to give you that, then they are on the run. And the less well a person like that does, the less they have to give you that. So if she doesn't even enter onto the stage, they feel like they don't have to appease the anti-war left at all. And that's a problem. I would like to see her on the stage just to have somebody under 70 for the next Yeah, debate. yeah. Oh, it would be great. She would make some great points, some really fantastic points that Democrats would have to shout down, like, no, we need to kill people. Yeah, right Withdrawing now, from Syria was bad. Yeah. Right now, we're going to have Biden, Bernie, and Elizabeth Warren if Warren stays in. She is not still. She couldn't. She didn't even win Massachusetts right or Oklahoma. She's from Oklahoma and Massachusetts. She's counting on a brokered convention is what she has been saying. But why would she win that? That Some doesn't even say make sense. that she's there to, to pull vote, votes away from, from Sanders. So yeah. that Biden is going to win. I think that she's there to make it look like that's what happened. Yeah. You know, to make it look like Bernie is still, I don't know why they have to, I, they have to preserve Bernie to make people think that there is still the chance for the underdog of ideology, you know? I will say this. I will say that if this election cycle has proved anything, it's proven that life doesn't end at 70. <laughs> and you thought you had to go to China to run the country till you were 90. You can yep, do anything can do it here. in the USA, even when you're pushing 80 years old and incoherent even after having a heart attack. So that can be an inspiring way to look at it. And I would ask the people leaving polls questions around this theme. I would ask them, well, I would probably look and see who's wearing a face mask. And I would go to them and I would say, are you afraid of the coronavirus? Are you very afraid of the coronavirus? Is the coronavirus about to kill us all? Which one, or are you the rare person who is actually trying to protect us from some little bug that you have? Do you have the coronavirus and you're trying to prevent us from getting it? I would ask In that, which case, go the fuck home. Right, yeah. <laughs> Don't touch the machine. I would gauge the level of fear that people voting have of the coronavirus, 
And then I would ask them, if you're so afraid, because you know there's going to be a handful of people that are just terrified of the coronavirus and think they're going to die, that also went out and voted in these primaries. I would say, so you were willing to risk your life to vote for one of these old, rich, white people? This is a person that can be manipulated into anything. It's like the phishing scams that are intentionally worded so poorly that only a complete yeah. idiot would fall for it. Yeah, the misspelling is <laughs> so bad. So I love my meme uh, that has like m- me giving a look. I don't know how that even got into a headshot that says, that's cute, honey. Yeah. So I nearly said that I was tempted to say it to somebody uh, talking about the election, whatever. If you see people wearing those little I voted stickers. Like I always think that's, that's really congratulations. Cute. That's, that's yeah. That's I, I can see that. that. I'm going to hear that, that in my matters. voice in your voice, my head, <laughs> hear that in my head. Every time Anytime see you see the, I voted sticker, you can just think of that meme. That's cute. honey. I, I don't probably wear an, I voted sticker. If I have an, I voted sticker, I'm like, God gave in. They got me to choose. Oh, I always vote. I always vote, but I vote for Ron Paul. To, to register my protest to the liberal fascist center as my uncle, the Franciscus, Franciscan priest and anarcho-capitalist who turned me on to Murray Rothbard, I must say, always told me to vote, vote my, register my protest by voting. So I do. Although somebody sent me a list, you can actually get a list of everybody who votes in Georgia, like all the vote counts, not, not the people voting. You can see like Ron Paul gets 50,000 votes, something crazy like that even when he's not running. and uh, But you know who gets more every time? Hillary Clinton. Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse, that's right. Mickey Mouse <laughs> is a top vote there. I believe Hillary beat Elizabeth Warren in one state last night. No way. Yeah. It would still, have to be New York. Uh, yeah, I, well. maybe. So the coronavirus, it's still spreading. It's Well, the news of it spreading, the chaos, people are getting more afraid. I was in the grocery store last night, saw people with face masks on walking around the grocery store. I, Like I told you, I instantly pointed, shouted, coronavirus, and ran out as fast as I could. There are people that are taking this to the extreme, and it's affecting the public. I didn't sit down in the chairs while I was waiting to pick up a prescription for my mom because all I see is an incubator for the coronavirus. I'm like, I'm not sitting in that chair. I'm not touching anything. I'm finding myself reverting to some of my old OCD ways because of all the talk of this. And I think that's going to be the case for a lot of people. But there's measures that are being taken that are getting more and more extreme. And there's a lot of stories that came out today that shows this. Like, Facebook isn't going to South by Southwest. TikTok isn't going. Almost all of these big companies are not going to show up to South by Southwest. Mashable is not going to be there. They canceled. Vivo, Adobe canceled. BMW is now live streaming the debut of their new battery car. <laughs> oh my god! Instead of doing that's it publicly, crazy. yeah. The Chicago State men's basketball team is not traveling. They're canceling their games, and they might cancel the conference tournament. They might not go to the conference tournament, both the men's and women's team. Although I will say the men's team is 0-14 in the conference, and the women's team is 1-26 overall. So this just might be a way to say we don't want to go get our butt kicked again. But that's the first college basketball team to cancel games. And here's a few others. School closings in Washington State where there's been eight deaths from the coronavirus. At least they're I want. Tess, oh, I have to kind of interject something. Yeah. So yesterday I was talking about like the scientists have to be in on it because they're not identifying the fact that this is just completely surrounded with bad science. Mm -hmm. And I was 
catching up on Corbett Report stuff because we I'm super excited that we are going to talk to James Corbett next week. Yeah. I, I'm going to try not to drag him into coronavirus stuff. I want to I get big picture stuff out of his big brain. But I was catching up, and he immediately, of course, like his whole coronavirus thing was like, the science is bad. I'm like, right, right, exactly. So I just love that when uh, we are on the same page there, and he always actually goes through the effort of uh, doing the research. But, yeah, so when they tell us that people die – not only do they not always test it, but according to the Corbett report, they the tests aren't even accurate. So they were saying, oh, like if you take out a flu test, it's supposed to protect you from the flu. But so if you got it, if you tested positive for the flu and you decide not to get the flu vaccine, we got bad news for you. It was totally inaccurate. So you can't be sure and you should still get the flu vaccine. Yeah. So you don't know why they're actually saying what they're saying. Like, you don't know why, yeah. but. It's no science there. So, like, the fact that scientists aren't saying, like, let's just stop down here and not freak out because we have absolutely no idea. No one is saying that. And that just shows the media, academia, science, the pod, they're all complicit in ignoring any high-level intellectual functioning that would apply in their expertise at all. And so, for me, I just think it's an important point to make that this is... When, when like you're like, oh, there's no conspiracy, there's no they, I don't know or care how it works, but it is very clear that this is a lot of BS coming from every direction, whether they're doing it on purpose because they want to get a promotion or they're lazy or stupid or they're there because they're lazy and stupid. I have absolutely no idea, but I'm not believing any of that, although they are actually closing schools and they are actually generating market panic. They are actually doing these things with their responses and either intentionally or negligently, but there should be some action. These people should be held responsible. They're doing even more than just the closing schools. The NBA sent out a memo advising players to avoid high fives and fist bumps with fans. Iran released over 54,000 prisoners to combat the spread. I have. I'm so excited because... I think I figured out one reason why they're doing that. First of all, Event 201 did say it would change the culture, that this thing. But they say, like, money is dirty. They don't want us to kiss each other. Two things that are already on the agenda could come out of that. Cashless society, of course, is always on the agenda. And virtual, virtual interactions, virtual sex, you know, like straight out of uh, Repo Man or what? Not Repo Man. Demolition Man. Demolition Man. That this could be like once you stop people from touching each other or not wanting to touch each other, because that's what Demolition Man was. It was about germs. You're right. They're doing virtual schools. They're pushing that in China. Everything is being pushed virtual. They're saying smart cities are going to save us from it. A couple more things they're doing. The public health emergency has been declared in Los Angeles County over the coronavirus. And a petition at Stanford University is calling for the university to have stricter actions against the coronavirus, potential coronaviruses, anybody who shows symptoms. And one of the worst ones, and it's really very sad, is that nursing homes in Washington These old people are dying up there because they're being quarantined in their rooms. People who work there are afraid to go touch them. And the family, so they're dying alone and their family members aren't getting to see them. They could be dying of anything and they're just calling it the coronavirus. 
This is what happened when I was in Houston for Hurricane Rita, which was right yeah. after Hurricane Katrina. They were telling people the way it normally works in Houston. Houston's 30 miles inland. So when a hurricane's coming, they the one place that really gets it is Galveston, which is a Gulf Island. So what they do is they evacuate Galveston and people come up through Houston and they get out and it's fine. I they what they did was they said we're evacuating everything. So instead of everybody coming up through Galveston, everyone everywhere flooded the highways at once. So people could not get out of Galveston. They closed the highways in uh, the cl- highways were just stopped at a standstill. People ran out of gas, and one bus that was evacuating vulnerable old people from uh, a, a nursing home overturned caught on fire and 22 old people i believe burned to death and oh i remember that there wasn't even a drop of rain i was there with a newborn baby i had three babies in diapers at that time and everyone was freaking out and i was like you know if you guys wouldn't take all the water and all the formula and then go sit on the parking lot of the highway not getting anywhere i would not have had to i didn't panic i just i just nursed them but you know it was really it would have been a disaster i refused to panic i just called my builder and i was like how what what kind of winds can this house withstand it's at 150 miles an hour it's like okay yeah yeah but everybody they every the cupboards were bare the grocery stores were bare it was the panic that caused the problem and people were still stuck in galveston where it might actually have had a problem it's it, it is outrageous to me that they caused the problems, not necessarily by seeding the clouds over Houston like they probably did for Harvey, but just by panicking people because that's what that's all they care about. Yeah. And it's turning people against each other. This is the final one. In San Antonio, they try, the city of San Antonio tried and failed to get a temporary restraining order against the federal government to keep the 120 passengers from the Diamond Princess quarantined longer than the required two weeks to prevent them from coming to San Antonio. It's like putting a scarlet C on people's chest who are known to have potentially been around someone who might have had coronavirus, and nobody wants to get near these people. And, well, and of course, the authorities are the one who created that problem yeah. and actually probably created could have influenced a super strain because microbes can kind of do that. Someone was pointing out that there's a there might be some symbolism in the name Diamond Princess. I don't know. I can't follow that stuff, but might Maybe. be a what to watch out yeah, that's for. Interesting. It yeah, will the history books will point to it. As one of the principal Yeah, like the Lusitania. And the history books will not point to this as a big old scam. The right. history books will point to this as a major pandemic. Yeah. Oy vey. So let's let's move on to international matters, if if you don't mind. The Taliban? The deal? The peace Whatever. Deal the I've Taliban? got a couple. You got one? Let's go for it. We made a seven-day ceasefire with the Taliban, and President Trump said he spoke on the phone with them. And then later, last night, that ceasefire was... It was broken, and yeah. we have engaged in firing again <laughs> on the Taliban. And I knew this Predicted, was going to happen of course. because I watched Homeland the first few episodes. Now, that was our last show on WSB. Somebody pointed out they don't like you blowing their predictive programming, but I'm like, they blew it. They, yeah, there's a big doing it. article. They do the interviews. Now, if you like Homeland and you haven't seen the latest episode. Oh, I, I, oh yeah. I'm oh, are spoil we spoiling? A little bit. Shoot. Okay. Earmuffs, earmuffs. For about 60 seconds, I'll do it quick. Here's what happened in the last Taliban. This is not last Taliban, last homeland. <laughs> the president went over to Afghanistan to announce the signing of the peace deal with the Afghan president. 
Right now, the vice president did not want this to happen because he wanted to release. He did not want to release prisoners, which is also something that we are dealing with right now. The release of prisoners. And after the signing, they signed it in front of soldiers who are would be the ones going home. Immediately after the signing, the president leaves. This is a spoiler. And his helicopter okay. gets shot down <gasps> by they think maybe the Taliban. So there's your homeland predictive programming of the week. That's not going to be the president. No. But maybe just be Pompeo. It which did the ceasefire. I can't say I would shed a tear. It did end 2 days after that episode aired in which the ceasefire seemingly ended. So the predictive programming strikes. So again. wait, this already happened? This happened this past Sunday. So you're watching this show. Yeah, I started watching you, this season, yeah. You just saw this with your own eyeballs. Right, I saw it So Sunday. the president of the United States dies in that we episode. We don't know yet. We just know that the helicopter got, got shot. Got it. Down. Could yeah. have been a dummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, 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 okay. But the ceasefire on Homeland Whew. ended on Sunday, and the ceasefire in That's real uncool. Life like, they yesterday. shouldn't even do that. Yeah. That's, like, not even, a, like, a cool storyline. Like, that's kind of it bad. It is. Oh, but if the CIA was putting out that they predict stuff, Maybe it was meant to make us kind of freak out a little right. bit. I don't know. Yeah. So there are a couple of other real things going on from what I can tell. Actually, the most real thing I've seen in a long time is in Syria, Turkey is, try is trying to take Idlib, I think, or, or I should say this. Syria, the actual Syrian army of the sovereign entity that is Syria is taking back Idlib province from a bunch of jihadists, Al-Qaeda, Turkey-backed people with Russian help. Russia, I guess, hit the pause button for a second so that Erdogan would just pull out and say, okay, now that Russia's involved, I just don't want to, like, get slaughtered. But he pressed ahead, Erdogan. So Putin resumed. Erdogan's not going to win. Putin's coming under pressure to, like, stop this all, so he's probably got to double down. Uh, I don't know where Turkey stands with respect to their S-400. Like, our most important thing is to get them to not activate their Russian systems because then we have to enact sanctions against them and things can really start unraveling from there. Everybody's calling Erdogan a megalomaniac and that he won't take no for an answer and he needs he's going to meet with Putin later this week. He needs to just come home with his tail between his legs, pull that stuff out, and let it go and that the U.S. is not going to come to his aid. It was announced today that the U.S. will either start to, I think it's more like continue to arm him, but we won't like actually come out and help him. But it looks to me like this is an uncontrolled situation. Like Erdogan, it seems to me to be uncontrolled by Putin or the U.S., has his own interests, thinks he's more important personally than he is. Turkey may be, but he may not be one of the articles I read. So, I mean, at the face of it, it looks like we're losing Syria and that Turkey maybe, I mean, I can't help but think we kind of wound Turkey up and let it go so that we would have to come in and kind of resume there. I don't know. And then another thing that kind of seems like a little wild cardy or a little small ball, if you'll allow me to use a sports reference. Nice. I uh, like it. Thank you. Okay, so is that Netanyahu, he had his third election in one year, and again, although he got the majority, he did not get enough, or he got the plurality, I can't, whatever. He got the most ones, most votes or seats in the Knesset. He is still unable to form a government. 
And I will say, I do believe, despite his indictment, the fact that he did so well was a reflection of all the things Trump did for him. Recognize, I think, Golan, recognize what's, uh, according to UN law, to the extent UN has law, recognize those settlements there. They he recognized Jerusalem as the capital. Uh, he did some, oh, this like peace, peace plan, which actually went backwards for the Palestinians by violating the Oslo Accords. Like everything Trump did, it seemed to me, was to help his personal buddy Netanyahu. And I don't know if Netanyahu reigns in power actually might think it's worse for Israel and better for the Palestinians because he's so unsympathetic and sympathy for the Palestinians is rising. And if this stuff, so what's happening in Syria, Israel is calling for the U.S. to come in and enforce a no-fly zone in Syria. It's part of kind of the territory they want to push out on but we're not doing it. So it's, I always think there's a lot of kind of control from the top, but there's also autonomy on any one chessboard, as long as it doesn't really impact the hierarchy, the people at the kind of higher level of the chessboard might be able to negotiate this or that, like Bernie and Biden. It's like, eh, maybe they care, but we don't really care. So I don't know how it's going. Uh, it seems to me more and more that Iran is kind of cooperating. They're, they're telling Turkey to back off which is a weird, well, I guess, no, that should, they should be doing that. Anyway, well, we shall see how it unfolds and if it could actually affect one of the other chessboards. I don't know. We shall see. I do agree. Netanyahu, he, he comes off as unauthentic to me, at least when he's speaking English. Doing it. Self-serving, yeah. arrogant. Yeah, I just don't Supposedly, he's trying to undermine Bernie with IPAC, which is a kind of critical path item for a Oh, they're candidate. bringing Netanyahu in to undermine Bernie, bringing in the big guns. I see. Yeah, I'm not buying it. But you guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m. on thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with a Propaganda Report podcast feed. Hey, tweet at us and let us know who you think the Democrat nominee is going to be. I'd be interested to hear what everybody thinks, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.